All right. Welcome to Agree to Disagree. We're at the top of the hour, and uh, we're, back. we're actually back. We haven't been back in a while, have we, Faisal? No, we haven't. We've been. We've just both been busy doing our things. You came to New York. We enjoyed our time. We were on spring break and been applying for internships and jobs. So yeah, yeah, man, you're doing. You're doing. Finally, your... We finally got time to record this. Yes, sir, man. You're doing your internship over there in New York with with uh, Trevor Noel and the Daily Show. I'm over here at Penn State doing my thing. We've been busy, man. But you know what? We have the motivation to keep doing this. So that that just shows we really want to do this. <laughs> And I'm watch. I'm actually watching the Celtics Philly game right now. Surprisingly, Boston's up by fifteen. Is it surprisingly? Yeah, 50, yeah. Of course, surprisingly, man. That Philly team, man. You know that that Philly team has talent, man. But Boston, I we all know that even in the playoffs, Boston dominates Philadelphia. Like they just do. And and, and I mean, it's that- funny because I do that. Um, I I I believe in those seventy sixers for the past. I think they're cool. I think they're great. I think, I think Boston's the most finals-ready team. You know, you know, we 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 can actually start there with our yeah our yeah of course if we want to. We can, we can start with the uh, with the best team in the East. Best team, so yeah, go I'll, 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 I'll I'll let you I'll let you begin with that one actually. Okay. So who, in your opinion, who's the best team in the East? Um. So I'll, so the, this 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 is one should the, what the question should be: Who's the best? Okay. Who's the team that should go to the finals in the East? Okay. Okay. That's that's how I view it, right? Okay. So Philly on paper, they're definitely the second best team in the league after the Warriors, of course. You have Ben Simmons, JJ Reddick, Jimmy Butler, Tobias Harris, and Joel Embiid, right? Mm-hmm. And like I've told you before, I'm a huge Embiid fan. I might be slightly biased because he's my second favorite player in the league after Paul George. But this Philly team is scary and it's only gonna get better once the chemistry builds. Ben Simmons is already a superstar. And like Giannis, once he gets a jump shot, hopefully that he will be unstoppable. J.J. Redick averaged a career high in points last year with the 76ers and still shows that he is one of the best pure shooters in the league. Jimmy Butler, as we all know, is one of the best two-way players in the league. And he pushes his teammates to perfection. And Tobias Harris, who is 26 years old, is one of the league leaders in catching shoot three-point shooting which gives Embiid the opportunity to absolutely dominate in the paint. And the skill set that they that Embiid has for a big is something we have not seen in a long time. Probably going back to Andrew Bynum in 2010. His agility and his footwork just blows my mind. That's actually a good comparison. Embiid, I can see that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like yeah, young Embiid or young Bynum and current Embiid, it's incredible, man. The comparison is uncanny. Mm-hmm. And Embiid's footwork and yeah, it just blows my mind. And he's great. I love it. And in reference to the Raptors, Kyle Lowry is putting up some of his worst numbers in the past seven years. And then a lot of games, he's getting beaten off the ball by these young athletic point guards in the league nowadays. And he's also turning 33 years old in less than a week. And I think five days from now, he's turning 33. And he's making $33 million a year. Marcus Gasol is averaging the least amount of points in his career at nine and a half points. Which is the first time he's ever averaged less than ten now, points in his career. Now I have to interrupt. Are are you mentioning the Toronto Raptors because you you believe that is my opinion on who? No, no, no. Just because I've heard a lot of analysts and I've heard a lot of people say Toronto Raptors are the team to beat. Okay, that's why. Um, but yeah, like I was saying, like um, Kyle Lowry, he's thirty three in five days, making thirty three million dollars. Mm-hmm. Mark Gasol is averaging the least amount of points in his career at nine and a half points which is the first time he's averaged less than 10 points a game in his career. 
and he isn't as aggressive, and he isn't rebounding as much as he used to. Him and Zebo were a dirty duo back in the day, right? Back in the day. And Zach Randolph and him were one of the most ferocious front courts in the NBA. That was probably five years ago. But now Mark is almost 34 years old, and he's being and now he's being toy, paid 26 million. Okay, Kawhi is obviously Kawhi and has been bounced back from his injury better than anybody. In- Top five or six player in the league right now, and Nick Nurse has done a great job coaching coaching them. But with that age and with that money, I don't see them going. I don't see them being the team to beat in the East, man. So okay. Go ahead. So I, I I see some relevant points you gave there. I I I don't really necessarily agree with you saying uh, with Kyle Lowry getting paid too much, you know, because it's all about this season. We're not really looking at the future. We're looking about like you asked before, who's making it to the NBA Finals this season from the East, from the Eastern Conference, and. When, when I think about it, you, you, you've said that a lot of ESPN analysis and, you know, sports analysis are, are, are saying that Toronto is the team. I've heard Milwaukee mostly, but the people that are saying Toronto, I agree with them. You know, when, when you think about this four-headed monster in the Eastern Conference consisting of Boston, Bo- Bo- Boston's, Boston's, or Boston, Toronto, Milwaukee, and Philadelphia, Boston's a team that they're struggling. They're not the team we thought they'd be. We thought they'd be like a number one team. We thought they would really challenge Golden State. They're not looking like that team. Uh, Milwaukee, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Milwaukee made it to the finals, honestly. I mean, they, they have a superstar. They have, you can say they have the best player in the game. Philadelphia has one of the best teams on paper in the association. Like, I, I, I completely see that. And, they're, and they've, they've proved it this season that they, they can contend and they can compete in the playoffs. But uh, none of those teams have this, have this extra edge that I see that the Toronto Raptors actually have. Um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if any of them win, but I think they're all pretty even in terms of talent, but I say Toronto's the biggest chance of coming out of the East. I mean, when you look at the Raptors' starting lineup, it's just scary. This team is a proven superstar in Kawhi Leonard, who has tons of playoff experience and has a championship under his belt. They have a veteran leader in Kyle Lowry, who we've seen perform in crucial situations in terms of, you know, game winners and uh, and stocks to stay in the game. Did I? Okay, go ahead. Hold up, hold on. Let me interrupt that real quick since you were interrupting me earlier, right? So I agree. I agree. Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard has ample amount of uh, playoff yes, experience, he right? He he was what 22, he, 22 he, years he, old he when he slowed down the finals MVP, right? Basically, it was insane against LeBron games. James yeah. in his prime against LeBron Wade and Bosch. Yeah, right, exactly. Um, but who you were just talking about, Kyle Lowry? He's had big shots. I would mm-hmm. say regular season. He's not a playoff player though. He's a regular season type of player, man. We've seen that the past three, four years in the playoffs. He's choked so many times in every playoff series the past three, four years. But I would say, yeah, he's a he's a great player. Fair enough. He's but I, I think game. he has the ability, he's like like you said, in the regular season, playoff, we've man. seen like hits that's, and big shots. Saying. And I, I don't I think that could transfer over into the playoffs or into the postseason this this year because with, with uh with Kawhi Leonard on the team, like I think DeRozan kind of slowed him down a bit. I, I think the DeRozan demanded the ball a lot. Um, and I, I think Kawhi can, can play off ball when he needs to and, and space the floor a bit more. But um, no, I was, as I was saying, it, with, with those two guys, and then you have the emergence of uh, Pascal Siakam, um, and, and then you throw in Danny Green, and, who is a great outside threat to knock down the three, can space the floor for Ka- Kawhi to operate. And he is, he is kind of reminds me almost like a, like a Clay Thompson. And, and he's know. a very underrated defender too, actually, man. Yeah, and uh, yeah. you know, and they won a championship together. Kawhi yeah, and, he's and a he's a great three and D player, yeah. man. 
So, you know, now the starting lineup is great, but then we get to their bench. You know, you, you mentioned that right, exactly. Marcus Saul exactly. is not having is not the same guy who he was and everything. But I mean, I think you can agree with me. That has to do a little bit because he's coming off the bench and he's and, and Pascal Siakam is, is is has taken over his role. And I, I, I think that's like a big um, contributor to that his um uh, his his lower like his lower level of um of, of statistic or stats we're seeing this season. But then you throw in Jeremy Lin. You can, I think you can agree that he's a pretty solid point guard to come off the bench, and then you have Serge Ibaka coming off the bench too. I mean, that's a that's a scary that's a scary bench right there with those starters. I'm pretty sure Serge Ibaka is not starting right now. Wait, Serge Ibaka, Serge Ibaka starts, man. Right now, look, let's look that up. Actually, who's their, we who's have their starting center? It's Gasol, right? Oh, so yeah. Oh, okay. Well, for a little bit, yeah, they had Siakam it's, starting. It's Ibaka and Gasol, and Siakam is six men. Okay, okay. Well, okay. I didn't. I wasn't aware of that. But I mean, even, right, even with all injuries, those guys, of injuries. Not, one of those guys will be on the bench, and that's and that's still pretty scary to me. Even even if you have Marcus Siakam off the bench or starting, Pascal Siakam off the bench or starting, etc. Like that. Actually, they've mixed it up yeah, a exactly. lot. Actually, like, like you're saying, one, yeah, yeah, one comes off the bench, very one, one starts. Yeah. yeah, I mean. That's a scary team. So, I mean, yeah. Okay, I, I like I like your point about Philadelphia. I, I think you right. see my point about Toronto. Um, right. Yeah. No, they are. I understand. No, Toronto's a very deep team. Um. Yeah, they're incredibly deep. Um. And I like like you said too. They have more experience. But I just feel like in the in the league we live in now, it's just so fast paced and they live by the three and they just go on fast breaks and transition mm-hmm. defense, transition okay. offense. I, I, I think I think I feel like evolved, Philly has the upper hand there. on that. One That's thing I want to opinion, throw in though, you, it is a it is a fast paced game nowadays, yeah. but the playoffs does slow down no matter how fast the league is evolving or how fast the play of game. They try a lot harder, right? But but the reason the playoffs slows down is because they right. actually but, you know, we're going to see the, the postseason's coming up in about, right, what? Right, because they actually play defense now, right? for once in their life. No, less. Uh, April, 13th April 13th is the first. I'm excited I, for that. Some, but let's get, next, let's, let's get down to our playoffs. next question, all right? All right. Who has more potential? Giannis onto the yeah. I said it right that time, Basil. Wait. Or Anthony Davis. I'll let you start. Oh well, 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 thank you for the pleasure. Well, I say Giannis. I'm no, you go ahead. You started. Both these guys are great, potentially Hall of Famer, Hall of Fame talent. We're witnessing here in 2019 and onward. However, my answer is Giannis for one key reason, which is gradual improvement. Davis came to this league and lived up to the media's hype received by him and more. There's no doubt about that. He's a megastar. But the question is, which player has more potential? Let's start with the numbers. Um, we look at the numbers. Uh, the improvement from season to season. Uh, Giannis was a rookie. In uh, 2013, in the 2013-14 season, averaging 6.8 points a game. It's 2018-2019 season now. He's averaging 27.2 points a game. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to go down real quick. He's only played uh, six seasons. So I'll talk about the numbers. 6.8 points a game to 12.7 points a game, 16.9 points a game, 22.9, 26.9, 27.2. Every year he gets better. You look at the rebounds. 4.4, 6.7, 7.7, 8.8. 10 to 12.7, almost 13 rebounds. Like, he, he's getting better every season, even his field goal percentage. Last, last season, 52% field goal percentage. This season, 58% field goal percentage. That's a, that's a, that's a big improvement, like a huge improvement. Anthony Davis, 
And just remember, Anthony Davis, I think, will be a Hall of Famer. I'm not talking down on Anthony Davis. But, you know, I, I think Giannis will be ultimately better at the end. Um, his rookie season, Anthony Davis averaged 13.5 points a game and uh, 8.2 rebounds. Now he averages 28 points a game, which is huge. Or no, 26 point game, uh, points a game. But his previous two seasons, he averaged 28 points a game. So maybe we're kind of seeing, like, that's – that's Anthony Davis's limit. Like maybe this is maybe it's too early to say that, but maybe maybe that is true. But maybe he's stopping right there. Um, so when I look at their stats, I I just think it's more of onto the Cooper's favor, but not stats. I, I look at it this way, you know. Look, I look at flat out skill level and physique. Onto the Cooper can become an Anthony Davis, but Davis cannot become a Giannis onto the Cooper. We've seen players like Davis, and obviously Davis is better than most of these players, but Giannis is something we haven't seen before. He's revolutionizing the game just as Steph Curry did, essentially, by being a seven-footer. Let me finish real quick, and then I'll answer that question. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's hold it Wait, for a second. Wait, can, can I ask you a question? Yeah, he's essentially a, being a seven-footer uh, who plays like a guard, and he's only getting better, not to mention he has led his team to the best record in the league with, him, with his team standing up with 50-plus wins, and they've They've taken down Western Conference powerhouses this season with wins over Golden State, Denver, Houston, and all on the road. Not to mention, Giannis is 24 years old, and uh, Davis is about to be 26 next month. Next month, and uh, Giannis is in a great situation. He's number one in the league. Great coach, great talent around him, and uh, you know maybe that has something to do with luck. But I don't think Davis is in the best mindset or position where he's at right now. So let's see where his where his career path takes him with those guys in their situation. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So two things. First off, let me give you a quick example, right? So Giannis is in the West, right? I mean, sorry, Giannis is in the East, AD's in the West, right? Okay, right? Giannis's supporting cast is a borderline all-star in Chris Middleton. Eric Bledsoe a few years ago, a year ago, could have been a borderline Mm -hmm. all-star. You have Brooke Lopez, who's the best shooting big man in the league. Um, you have Pau Gasol, who's one of the most best veteran leaders you could have in the league. You have the best coach in the league. Um, it sounds like everything's in his favor. Okay, so before you interrupt, let me explain, too, also, right? So, LeBron James, right, who was so-called the best yeah. player in the game last year, the past five years, past four years, this year, right? He leaves the East. He leaves the East, goes to the West, right? Okay. His Western Conference team – is more talented than his Eastern Conference team, right? But he can't even make the playoffs in the West, okay? So I'm just saying, if Giannis was reversed and put onto this Pelicans team, Giannis could not It's okay. We, we, we were allowed one game. F-word every podcast. I'm just saying. Okay. Sorry for my profanity. I'm just saying Giannis cannot win a... All right. But I'm just saying, Giannis cannot win more games than AD okay. could with this team, man. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's my two cents. But anyways... I'm going to go on with your point about that, right? So I feel like you can't go wrong with either mm-hmm. of them in all honesty because they are both absolutely phenomenal once-in-a-lifetime players, like you said, right? But I'm giving the edge to AD, and it's a very close margin. As we all know, Giannis's biggest bash is his shooting percentage. And for AD, it's his health and the list of injuries he's had. And unfortunately, these two all-stars, superstars, great, incredible players – are both injured currently and are sitting out today again, and they sat out the past few games. But I still think AD's ability to be a dominant big who can absolutely dominate in the paint with either a fadeaway or a strong dunk uh, in the paint to someone who can also stretch the floor at 6 feet 11 inches and shoot 33% from three, 
That makes a big difference with the game. And this season, he's averaging 26.2 points per game, 12 rebounds, four assists, two and a half blocks, shooting 51% from the field and a free throw percentage of almost 80%. And Giannis is doing 27.5 points per game, 13 rebounds, 72 from the free throw line, so 8% lower, and a horrible 25% from three and 1.4 blocks per game and averaging 3.9 turnovers per game compared to 82 turnovers per game. That's almost double 80 turnovers per game. And also, how you made the point previously of how you look at Giannis' leap over his career and how much he's improved over the years, but then I take a deeper look into each of them and realize that because of AD's played great ever since the beginning of his career, Giannis, his rookie season, 2013, averaged 7 and 4.4 per game. In second year, he averaged 12.7 points per game and 6.7 rebounds per game. AD's rookie rookie season, the year before, 2012, uh, he averaged 13.5 points per game and 8.2 rebounds per game, which is almost twice as many points and rebounds than Giannis did his rookie year. And by AD's second year, he did 21 points per game and 10 rebounds per game. And also... During AD's first two seasons, he averaged more points than Giannis. Um, AD shot over 50% from the field both seasons, whereas Giannis shot under 50% his first two seasons. And AD took almost twice as many shots as Giannis his rookie and sophomore year. But like I said before, do not get me wrong at all. Giannis is incredible. He's a once in a lifetime player. And I think he could even be MVP this season. With the way he's been playing, and Coach Budenholzer has turned the Bucks into one of the biggest threats to the Warriors this year if they make it to the finals. But like I said, I just appreciate AD's game. No, fair more enough. Yeah, and everything you honestly, said, I, I but you, can, you honestly James cannot go wrong with either. Season, of them, and that's a big you know? reason why he wanted to play with Anthony Davis. You know, like, like everything you just said, like he, he's a great player. But uh, you know, that's something. That's why the show is called Agree or Disagree. I, I don't. I think just because not even looking at their stats, but their flat out physique comparison and. Like the, I, I think I think a lot of NBA players like well, mm-hmm. but me and you do. I mean, but, realize, but, but like, one other thing is like you said that like you know, well, player, if Davis you know? had Giannis' so think... situation, he would be better. But you know, we're living in reality. Does he have a situation? No, he doesn't. No, no, no. But no. you're the one who said that in the beginning with even, your with your first argument. Even if no, you first said, I if believe we, that you said if we switched them, was it, it was in New Orleans, if he was in New Orleans, would still be a better player than Anthony Davis. A better player. No, I'm going. I'm going back. I'm going back. Joe. Listen, you just criticized me for saying that. Ultimately, argument, I think that he's still a better argument. player, no matter what in which situation. But if we're legitimately talking about their futures, just because Giannis onto the Kupo was luckier enough to have a better situation around him, you know, that, that, that helps his cause that he, he will potentially have a better future. And, that, and that's just... And that's... No, because AD is a free, free agent this season. He's obviously going to get traded to a much better well, team. We're going to have to... We're gonna have to or he's going to sign... Or not traded. He's going to be season. signed to a much better team. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. But let's that move will, on. That will be a podcast we, in a few months from now that we will update everybody on. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So, the next yeah. question. Um, it isn't who's quite the best easy. team we in covered the East, that one right? already, yeah. 
Wait, yeah, we, that, we now okay, yeah, one, so right? it's getting towards the end of the season, and we want to make these Sorry. predictions so predictions, before the right? season comes to an end. So, you know, let, let, let's, let's give our take on that. I started the last question with my answers. I'm going to let you go ahead and take this one from the beginning. Okay, I don't have too too much description because I don't want to take like it's been already it's already been a twenty minute Let's podcast, but I'm gonna just say what I predict for these, um, for these awards, right? So I'm so I'm gonna say okay. MVP. I'm gonna say, um, James Harden. Okay, that's what I'm gonna say. Um, if if any, if anybody wants to argue with me, I'd be, I would love to on our DMs or on our Twitter or on our Instagram page. I'd love to, but yeah, I'm gonna definitely say James Harden. It's very close, Giannis and Harden, but. I just feel like what Giannis or what Harden has done is in, incomparable. It's something we haven't seen in ten years. Um, it's untouchable. He hasn't had right. the help and, and, that Giannis has had. Okay, and that's your opinion on MVP. Um, and I think I'm gonna Harden have to agree with that. Job at it. On MVP. I think, um, in my opinion, James Harden deserves it. You know, like it, the Houston Rockets wouldn't be a playoff team in the Western Conference without James Harden. Could you agree with that? Okay. Exactly. Like I, feel, I completely I feel like agree. If you take I'm, I'm off completely forward to that. Yeah, they could still probably be a five through eight seed. You know, right? If if you yeah, if you exactly. take Harden off, but that however, team, I, I think Austin Cooper is eleven through fifteen. Like, I, I think James Harden deserves it more, seed. but I no. think just because Austin Cooper is getting so much more hype, he's revolutionizing the game. People are like, oh, Giannis is the next LeBron or better than LeBron. I think he's gonna. Oh, And then you also right. had Shaq. Exactly. Hall, you also so, I mean, had Shaq. But, 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 you know, with the like, NBA first thing, things like that, like, I, I think Giannis you know? is going to ultimately win it. So, it's a little unfortunate. Yeah. No, honestly, he, he deserves it at the end. If Giannis gets it, he deserves it. But I think James Harden deserves it a bit more. So, but. How do you just say Listen, Giannis deserves Giannis it? Giannis deserves it. Like, if he wins MVP, you can't tell me, like, oh, You make no sense, man. But who deserves it? But who deserves it more? Who deserves it more? I agree with you, James Harden. Well, I mean, at least as one of those, like, he deserves it more. It. But Andre Kupo, like, he does deserve it if, if he got it. And I'm like, yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Okay, yeah. okay, 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 okay. I got that. Right, right. I agree. Oh, I agree. Um, and the next one, defensive player of the year. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Jared Allen, man. He's a very underrated defender. Obviously, he's a great rim protector. But as a defensive player, too, I've seen him guard. And at the, I don't know how tall he is, 6'10", 6'11". I don't know how tall he is. But as somebody that big as a center, I've seen him defend wing players. Right. Um, He's incredible at it. His footwork is incredible. He's done a great job at it. He's one of the league leaders in defensive win shares, one of the league leaders in blocks per game. Um, And I'm a huge Paul George fan. I wish Paul George could oh, yeah. get I, it. I, I, I'm going to go think, Paul yeah, George. Jared Allen or Miles um, Turner. You know, I, I would match up Paul George with any elite small forward to shooting guard in the league, honestly. Like, especially on the prim, um, with perimeter defense. Like, I, I, I really trust, I really trust his abilities to, to, to defend top, top quality players in the league. Um, and that, that's just more of an emotional opinion. Like, I, when I watch him play, his intensity, he, he gives the same amount of energy he, uh, on the defensive end as he does on the offensive end. You know, that's not really like a st- statistic um, opinion on, on my part. Like, I, I just, I, I like Paul George as defensive player of the year. Uh, but six men, I hope we can both agree on this one. Sweet Lou. Sweet Lou. Oh, well, I know we both are Go ahead. agree on. Sweet Lou, man. Let me let me just say something real quick about that. In the past 10 days, this guy had 40-point game off the bench, 
And then he had a 34-point game off the bench. He had a game-winning three in a game, became the NBA all-time leader in bench points. He's, they've won the seven of his last eight games. And then the <laughs> Lakers traded him for Corey Brewer. Are you kidding really me, does. man? Come on, man. No, he, no. Sweet Lou, man. He deserves it, man. Third year. Yeah. Um, he's I the greatest six man of all no, time. Man, yeah. Maybe Manu no, 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 and him no, are up you, for you said discussion it about like that. Uh, but yeah, all time bench scorer, and you know he passed guys like Del Curry, Jamal Crawford. You know, like that's 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 crazy, honestly. So, all right, yeah, the, the this podcast is getting long, so we'll keep we'll keep going. Uh, Coach right. of the year, uh, I'll start with that. I think it's uh, Mike Budenholzer. Uh, you know, he's led his team to the best record in the league as the Milwaukee Bucks head new head coach in his first year. Just, that's just simple. Like I think he should win it due to that simple fact. And I, I yeah. I'm just gonna go with Michael Malone, man. The Nuggets coach, man. That's 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 my two cents. You don't go. They they drafted Michael Porter. That one too, honestly. I, I wouldn't surprise that much without most of the season. Um, but now, now, this this is the one Jokic everyone wants to hear. Such a young Executive team. of the year. Yeah. Who, 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 yeah. They had such a young team. They did a great job. But yeah. Um. Damn. We didn't even talk about. That. I mean. Uh huh. Uh. I mean, I'm gonna still go go with the Rockets exec. What's his name? Something Maury, right? Yes, he is. Uh, actually, no, no, no. Alton Brand was the GM of the 76ers. Whoever, whoever the whoever the executive of the 76ers is, those he are great moves. Jimmy you know, those are great moves. I'm, I'm gonna Harris. take Toronto's executive that's, with this uh, Masai Ujiri. I hope I'm that's saying beautiful. that and not um, disrespecting his name. Yeah. I hope I'm saying that correctly. Yeah, Kawhi Leonard, Danny Green, Marcus All this season. I just think like oh, he, those are all guys that like. You, you want in the playoffs. Those aren't just like regular season guys. And then he knows what he's doing. He's creating a, a, a playoff, a team that's playoff ready, you know? He... You know, yeah, I'm no, I, I agree. Say, yeah, I DeRozan, like, that's kind of like the Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas factor with, so uh, with Boston. You know? It's kind of like that. Like, like he, he kind of, they, he did him a little dirty, you know? I, I know what you're saying. Right. Exactly. I know. That's what you're saying. Yeah, but if they put him in a great situation in, in San Antonio, they, they great coach, very, great, great uh, organization. Yeah, they didn't very dirty. But um, next, exactly. It is a business at the end of the day. Yeah, but, I mean, like, I mean, business is business at the end of the day. <laughs> Want me to answer it first, or you? So, but uh, last question for the day, most okay. improved. I think it's uh, for my anyone who doesn't um, know this, my favorite team, ahead, the Atlanta man. Hawks, and. <laughs> And uh, I, but I truly think this. I don't think I'm being biased. Uh, I think John Collins is <laughs> the most improved player from last season. You know, he's probably the most underrated player in the league as well. I can make that case. It's rookie season, and yeah, 2017-2018 season, he averaged ten points a game and seven rebounds. And uh, now as a sophomore this season, the 2018-19 season, he's averaging almost twenty points a game and almost ten rebounds a game. Look at his stats. Uh, so he's basically a twenty and ten player. His three-point percentage is 36%. Like, that's really, really good as a, as a sophomore, especially as a big man. And, uh, you know, you've, you've, heard, you've, you've heard me, Faisal, give him a few player comparisons. But I see this guy now as a more athletic and efficient version of Kevin Love. Maybe you see that. This guy can shoot threes. I mean, he can alley-oop, which is... Mm, that, uh, I think he's a better three-point like shooter than Blake Kevin Griffin. Love he's faster than Blake Griffin. I would say maybe Griffin. a Blake like, Griffin. I don't know. Well, was, did Kevin Love ever shoot for well, three? Did three he ever get that point? Or no, I wasn't not sure. He did. Well, I mean, but I don't know. But but thirty six. You can't complain about that for a power forward. That's great. 
Yeah, before yeah, you, got you can't, traded, really can't yeah. complain. You can't. I agree. I can't. I well, he's not. I mean, he 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 he's not a power forward. He's a center. You know that in Atlanta, he's a center. When Deadman is out, I see a lot of Alex Lynn playing play center a lot lately. More Collins minutes than they do Deadman, and Collins plays a lot of yeah. center minutes. You know. So, <laughs> I do. Okay, that makes sense. Uh-huh. Len is not that great either. But also for that, uh, okay, for the most improved, right? Thing is, you say John Collins, I say Pascal Siakam, right? Um, we saw the other day, or not the other day, a month or so, a few weeks yeah. ago, Pascal Siakam's um, career high, forty-four point game, right? Um, we haven't seen that from John Collins. But the thing is, I was trying to analyze this, right? I looked at the stats, I looked at the numbers, I looked at the intangibles. Everything between them is so similar this year. Like, the field goal percentage, the free throw percentage, the rebounds, the assists, the points per game. Like, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. honestly cannot go wrong with either of them. Like, they were literally the exact same player this year, you know? Um, but yeah. I do give the edge to Pascal just because I feel like he fits more into that system, you know? Um, and I think he does a lot as a fifth go-to option. Yeah. Um, then he's, he's a fifth go-to option probably in the starting five, right? And John Collins the second, and Pascal Siakam can contribute this much more. Yeah, man, no, like or, Pascal, I saw him play the Atlanta Hawks about a month, month and a half so, ago, yeah, maybe, and he said. had he had like a career high against us. Like that, 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 that boy could play. For, I think yeah, it was forty, wasn't it? Yeah, like that, that, that guy could play. So I mean, that would be point too game, surprised if he won. But no, yeah, both of them are great. But on that note, man, it's been a thirty-minute podcast. They're both I think we wanted to keep this at fifteen, but maybe potentially yeah. we'll start to get to thirty. Um. This was fun, bro. I Hopefully next week we can keep doing this. But anyone listening to us, I think we want to start posting uh, on Instagram some polls about who, who did you re- agree with more uh, during this podcast, and we'll probably post one tonight. Right. Everyone knows it's Basil. But, uh, I mean, you know it's me. No, but the Instagram, the Instagram polls will tell us, all right? <laughs> so um, Basil Koyemi, enjoy New York City. Uh. Yeah, man. So you take it easy. And uh, everyone who's listening to us pleasure. tonight, thank you so much. Yeah, it was a pleasure and, uh, as always, man. Have a wonderful night. Exactly. Bye.